Uganda has topped the African Development Bank's Electricity Regulatory Index for fourth consecutive year. What are they doing right? Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. For the fourth consecutive year, Uganda's electricity sector is Africa's best regulated across a number of key metrics, according to the African Development Bank's 2021 Electricity Regulatory Index, according to Wale Shobinare, African Development Bank Director for Energy Financial Solutions Policy and Regulation. Uganda's regulators spend significant time on consultation and analysis. Now, what are some of the best practices Uganda has put in place that other countries can adopt? Celestino Babunji, Managing Director of Umeme, answers that for us. Yeah, I think it's a recognition that the sector is growing. And indeed, Uganda should be proud of itself. The whole setup of the sector, regulation, uh, splitting, transmission, generation, and, um, and, and transmission, right? Having policy, having an independent regulator, a regulator who is setting targets and pushing the licenses to meet those targets is a good thing. Any sector, any electricity system in the world, that's how it should run. However, there are some areas of improvement, right? For example, reliability indices, which were highlighted as uh, one of the anecdotes, um, ensuring that licensees um, are hard or there's greater collaboration is another challenge that is coming in. So as a country, we are looking at this to ensure that we can improve, continue to run. However, we are seeing other countries copying Uganda, uh, for not copying, adopting the same model. You, you can see like ESCOM South Africa you know, is splitting generation, transmission, and distribution for efficiencies. I know Malawi is doing it. Rwanda did it, right? I know Liberia is doing it. You know, Cameroon has actually done it. So as Uganda, we need to take the goods from these changes, look at them where we're not doing well with the indices, and continue to improve. Now, the post-lockdown effects are still lurking in the energy sector. What are some of the sticking issues Umeme has had to deal with? I think COVID hit us. When it hit us in uh, April last year, demand for power went down by 30%. Um, losses actually went up. Collections dropped to as low as 76% during that period. But overall, during 2020, um, the year we, we, we were flat. There was no growth at all. Uh, collection rates ran at 99%. Our energy losses went up from 16.5 to 17.5. So we had to change the way we work. We invested in technology, rolled out SAP, pushed a lot of uh, remote working. As you can see here, there are no people. People are working from home, enabled them with the data, turbocharged our investment in uh, customer-related um, customer related uh, technology solutions, right? Like you can apply online for your power, we survey you, you pay online, and so on. So we deployed a lot of technology to ensure that we can uh, survive. Then thirdly, I think, glad that this year we have come back with a growth of 10%. This growth in 10% is helping the sector. You can see a reduction in end-user tariffs and overall expansion of the system. But truly, COVID um, impacted us on logistics. Accessing materials from international markets was a challenge. You order for an item, it takes nine months to reach here. Not only are they finding difficulties in manufacturing, for example, for chips, right? But also metal prices have gone up by more than 30%, right? Getting shipping, airlines, or delivery is a challenge. It's taking us more than three months to get items from China to Uganda. So COVID has totally disrupted us, our operations, but we are reorganizing. We continue to reorganize 
for the better of service of customers. That was Celestino Babunji, Managing Director of Umeme. A look at the other stories making it into the podcast. The International Monetary Fund has approved the immediate disbursement of 29.2 Kenya billion shillings to Kenya under the extended credit facility in a movement to support Kenya's program to address debt vulnerabilities and their response to the COVID-19 pandemic and enhancing governance. The board, following a consultative meeting, agreed on the disbursement of the money, bringing the total amount of disbursed funds to the country for budget support to 100 billion Kenya shillings. Deputy Managing Director and Acting Chairperson of the Executive Board, Antoinette Sae, said Kenya had shown remarkable resilience to the COVID-19 shock in 2020 and is staging an economic recovery. She noted that growth is now estimated to accelerate to 5.9% in 2021 and that the country's COVID-19 vaccination program has picked up speed in the second half of 2021. She further noted that the funding is expected to strengthen domestic revenue mobilization and expand the country's ongoing COVID-19 vaccination drive. The annual inflation in Morocco has risen to 2.6% in November, from 1.7% in the previous month, reaching the highest point since May of 2018. Upward pressure came from both food, uh, that is food and non-alcoholic beverages and alcoholic beverages and tobacco, and also non-food products, primarily transport, clothing and footwear, and also miscellaneous goods and services. On a monthly basis, consumer prices edged up 0.2%, following a 0.7% rise in the previous month. The Bank of Uganda has kept its benchmark interest rate at a record low of 6.5% during its December meeting, saying the economy has continued to require considerable monetary policy support despite signs that economic activity is gradually normalizing. Policymakers note that risks to the growth remain tilted to the downside owing to persistent global supply chain disruptions and the Omicron variant. The annual inflation hit an eight-month high of 2.6% in November amid rising prices of food crop prices and energy and will likely continue to rise as the economy recovers further and spare capacity is absorbed. Still, it should stabilize around 5% target contingent on the evolution of the pandemic and the efficacy of vaccines. Pharmaceuticals company Moderna has said a booster dose of its COVID-19 vaccine appeared to protect against the fast-spreading Omicron variant in the laboratory testing and that the current version will continue to be its first line of defense against Omicron. The decision to focus on the current vaccine, the mRNA-1273, was driven in part by how quickly the variant is spreading. The company plans to develop a vaccine specifically to protect against Omicron, which it hopes to advance into clinical trials early next year. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at With the Dome.